In this episode, we take a look at Mars and Jupiter in your natal chart. We discuss what those planets represent, what your sign and house placement means, and how knowing this can have a huge impact on your life. Let's talk about what intuition really is. Let's look at all the places intuition and ego show up in your life. Let's share honestly. Let's do the research. I'm Jamie Hayhurst. I'm Heather Wood. This This is the Intuitive Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jay. Hey. We're going to talk about Mars and Jupiter in your chart today. Okay. People are going to love it. Backed by popular demands, astrology aspects series. I love talking about astrology. I do too. And I like how we kind of pepper them in so that like the people got to wait for it, but they're also super excited when it comes up. Yeah. And you're not like this podcast is become just about astrology. Right. Yeah. We're not drawing on. Hopefully not. Well, depends on who you ask. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Okay. So let's start with Mars. Mm -hmm. Now, again, we're talking about in your natal chart. If this is the first time you're jumping into an episode, I would suggest you go back to some of our basics on astrology. And then you can come back to this episode. It'll just help you. If you don't feel like doing that, you'll be fine. But yeah, I'm we just have a whole natal chart episode. Yeah, we have many. Check them out. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Houses, planets. Yeah. Rising signs. We got it. We got a yeah. little bit of everything for you here. Yeah. Here at the IGG. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Mars is such an interesting planet mm-hmm. in your chart. Both Mars and Jupiter. I bet off the top of your head, you don't know. No. I didn't know off the top of my head. And I honestly feel like I've looked at my Mars a thousand Same. times and I like black out yeah. about it. I just can't remember it. I think that we're supposed to go back to it a lot. Right. Like I think your sun sign, like your big three. Yes. They could be a little bit front of mind. Yes. And I think that makes sense for operating in the world. Definitely. But sometimes I think in astrology that happens because you need to kind of go back and sit in it and like do some Googling for different descriptions of it to find the one that makes sense to you. Right. It's like you have to kind of keep coming back to it in a way. Exactly. I think it's designed that way. Probably. Okay. So this is what Mars represents and it's why you're going to Google it so much because it's basically everything that gets you riled up in life. Yes. It's passion, motivation, your drive, your work and your purpose are here. Right. But you're going to also hear us reference work and purpose in this sign. Like, I really think if you think of it more as like passion work, like we've all had jobs that we didn't feel any passion for. Yes. I would assume. (laughs) One would think. There's some trauma about it. (laughs) Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But if that's, the stuff isn't going to apply as much to those jobs. Right. But you're also going to, be like really confronted with the question of like, why am I doing this if I can't find any passion in it? Right. 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 Okay. So work purpose. Yes. But only if you're passionate about it, Mm -hmm. just energy in the sense of like how you energize yourself to take action. Okay. Any kind of action taking, um, it sheds light on your sexuality. What drives you? Um, I'm always, I always have this moment in it. I'm like, I've already been through all of these thoughts before, but every time I look back into Mars, I'm struck by how similar your relationship to like purpose work and like going out and being passionate in the world is with sexuality and how they mirror each other. I know people get like squidgy about sexuality, but like what drives you, what fires you up, what makes you comfortable, like all of that stuff 
is the same in your sexuality as it is in like your your work that shouldn't, shouldn't be so surprising no it but, makes sense but because of how like the way sexuality has been misconstrued in our society yeah it, it they're always sort of separated when they should be together that's a really good point because like know? your work is like celebrated like your passion for work is like right like everyone wants everyone to see that like, right look at this right mm -hmm. but then when it comes to sexuality you're supposed to be like a lot quieter about yeah it. And that doesn't right. really make sense either no it doesn't no so they're both the same so if i'm talking about it and you're thinking of it in the workspace mm -hmm. just also think about it in the sexuality space too because right. it will help because it's a driver like yeah passion is a driver yeah for sex or for work or to meet a goal or like yeah it's just a good driver also sex is a real gauge for what else is going on in your life right how you're feeling in that department how that's got all of that excellent like, point it's not just a gauge for a relationship it's mm -hmm. a gauge for a lot of things right. so right keep that in mind too just talk this turned into like a sex talk i love it okay you never we haven't know. done that in a while no <laughs> <laughs> um how you cope with anger and aggression I feel I feel like Mars has sort of this like bad rep of just being like this very aggressive planet. Well, Mars is the god of war. I right. don't know if you all remember back to the Mercury episode where I said Mercury was the god of war by accident, and then people got mad, and then we had to do a whole episode. Um, do a whole episode. Okay, like two people were mad about it. Well, but then we had to do obsessed about making a mistake. Whatever. Oh yeah, we did do that. We did a whole episode yeah. of mistake making. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. But anyways, here we are. This is the actual god of war. <laughs> so. I think it makes sense that you would have aggression and anger and like some rage stuff here. Mm -hmm. But you also have to think that like you're only experiencing anger and rage and like aggression because your passion got dialed up exactly. so far. Like that's part of I was that. I just going to say that. Yep. So even if you're just like a little excited or you're like aggressively murdering people, that's a form of passion. Right. That's something I've like had to come to grips with myself is that like – I'm just a passionate person about like yeah. pretty much anything. Well, I feel like passionate people get called sensitive all the time. And I think the term passionate is a way better right. description of what we actually are. But that's why I get so fired up about things. Wait, you get fired that's up. That's true. It's true. <laughs> well, I think we're both those kind of people. Like, I think that like people who are like that need to be with people who are like that right. because otherwise it becomes you're like people don't understand why you're upset about the world being on fire exactly and they're just like focused on this little thing and you're like i can't relate to you at all correct because i have to lay in the pile for a this little while this is a huge deal yeah i'm why gonna i'm gonna be upset? in my bed hiding right i'm gonna process it and then we'll come back and i'm yeah. still gonna be mad probably mm -hmm. but it's we just need to be around each yeah, other yeah i point. agree okay um how you attack and defend mm -hmm. i love thinking about this same i went into like a I like put my research down for a few minutes and was like, let me think about this for a while. Nice. But not just like a person, no. a problem, an issue, um, people you love mm -hmm. is all, all of this information is described in detail in right. your Mars. Yeah. Also attack and defend is what you're doing all day long, every day. Yes. You're just thinking Surviving. of it like you're in a physical fight, but right. it's, yeah, it is survival. Right. Yeah. How you fight and what you fight for. I love that part. Mm -hmm. um, this fuels your ambition and gives you a sense of direction. Why wouldn't you want to know this about yourself? You would want to know this. Like about that's yourself. why that's why astrology is so important. 
Yes, it's not just like a ooh, party favor, party favor <laughs> trick. It's a real thing. Okay, a few fun facts about Mars because you know I have to do fun facts. Yes, yeah. um, it spends about two months in a sign. Okay, it goes retrograde every twenty six months. Okay, and it takes about one point eight eight years, Earth years, to go around the sun. Okay, all right. So similar mm. timing. What we're doing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I am a Taurus when it comes to my Mars. So my Mars sign is in Taurus. We know Same I have a lot sun. of yes. We know I have a lot of Taurus in my chart, which, if you know me, would surprise you zero. Zero percent. Yes. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read us. Um, We're I found, not looking at our phones to be rude, by the way. No, we actually have our watching sanctuary. If you want to sponsor us, we have our sanctuary app open on our phone to tell you more about our signs. Correct. Okay. So if you're watching on YouTube, we didn't just decide to text each other on the side while doing the podcast. Just paying some bills over here. Yeah, I mean, we are good multitaskers, but I don't think we'd go that far. Um, so I'm going to read something that I found about Mars signs. So we don't need to read that, but I do want to look at our houses on here. So okay. um, I'm Taurus. I'll tell you more about that in a second, but I am in the 10th house. Okay. So Mars in the 10th house. Individuals with Mars in the 10th house seek prestige, often rising to the top of their class in career, but their ambitious nature can be mistaken for cockiness, making them a target for sabotage. <gasps> what? <laughs> that is very accurate when it comes They're to me and work and passion. It's like 110% go to number one and then look around and everyone's like, the hell is this lady? And like, fuck her. We're going to like, fuck her. Let's all gang up on her. And I'm like, hey guys, what's wrong? Oh my God, yeah. I was just trying to do a good job. Yeah, I was trying to do my best. There's not a word of that that isn't accurate. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay, so you're a Gemini in your Mars, and it's in your eighth, eighth house. house. So tell us about the eighth house. It says individuals with Mars in the eighth house are investigators, always looking for buried meaning. But they may lose focus when tasked to work on anything they feel lukewarm about. Tell me there's a, a, anything that's not perfectly true. Someone could have written that just about you. Yeah, I, it's true. I mean, that speaks a lot. So it sounds like my ADHD also. I was going to say it gets distracted. Yeah. Yeah. But like looking for hidden meanings. like. But also it talks about you have to be passionate about it yes. to do it. Yeah. I really do. It's true. Yeah. But like unearthing the stuff, being an investigator. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know what you started to go to college for. <laughs> it's true. So, it's true. Okay. So uh, before we, we tell you our, um, like tell you like about the sign we're in yeah. here in Mars, I just wanted to do a quick recap of the houses. Okay. And just say, when you're looking at what house your Jupiter is in, don't just read the description. Look at what that house represents. Yes. Okay. So if... If mm -hmm. Mars for you, which is the planet of work and like passion, yeah. falls into, so for me, it's in my 10th house. The 10th house is about career and authority. So it's about your work and it's about power. So the fact that Mars is there means that most of the things I'm going to feel a lot of passion about mm -hmm. are going to have to be career oriented or I'm going to make a career out of everything I'm passionate about. Very accurate. Or it, I'm going to need to be the leader of all the things. Right. Also very accurate. Yes. So what I mean is don't just look at 
the right. description go like, okay, for me, Mars and passion is in this house. So this gives me this good information. Right. So for you, it's in the eighth house. And so that's transformation, birth, death, and sex. Perfect. That's exactly where your passion and stuff is coming from. True. So is that's yes. also important to look it's at is my true. point. Where that's does it fall? True. What information can this, you know, give me that's helpful? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I liked that this is from Astro Style. I liked these descriptions of our, our Mars placements the best. Okay. Okay. So Taurus and Mars, um, with Mars and earthy Taurus, this is about me, everybody. You are industrious, practical, and tenacious. You'll work tirelessly to obtain financial security, mostly because you like to be comfortable. <laughs> yes. But also because you like the finer things in life, sensual by nature, lavish decor, gourmet dining are total turn-ons to a point. Yeah. Um, you spare no expense when you've saved up to treat yourself. You've got the worth ethic and patience to keep up, keep the coffees full. That's also true. Mm. Okay. So I'm just like skipping through. Mm -hmm. Um, you may prefer the stability of a nine to five or a steady, steady, safe bet over anything entrepreneurial, but this can limit your wealth building goals. So you may w be wise to develop a greater risk appetite in this lifetime. That. that is um, my early twenties. Yeah. Extreme stubbornness is a pitfall of this Mars placement. <laughs> yes. Um, and then it goes into some of the sexy time things I like, which are not exactly true, but they're, they're sort of going into like scented candles and playlists and feasts in bed. But what I'll, oh, what okay. I'll just say is that like, I do like attention to detail and like a thought being put into it. Yes. It's just not in those areas. Intention. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So you are Gemini, Jay. Yes. So if you were born with Mars and Gemini, the way to your heart and bed is through the mind. It is. You are aroused by stimulating and intellectual conversations. Brainy racketeers will have you at hello or okay. a few witty exchanges thereafter. This is true in the okay. fact of like you like people who are not super muggly, who are smart or like have a different opinion. Like you're very drawn to that. Clever is a word. Perfect word. Yes. Mars in this expressive sign, you might actually get aroused by a heated debate. That's not true. <laughs> I think if you took out the word aroused and said fired up, yes. then that would be true. <laughs> yes, that would be true. Okay. <laughs> Even, um, okay, let me skip down a little bit. This is all about your sex life. I'll let you keep that to yourself. Um, you have an ability to boil down complex ideas into simple sound bites. Hello, that's why I'm here. Welcome to the IGG. <laughs> but just also, I think we're both verbal processors. Yes. But when I, I can say, like, I have this concept and I can tell it to you in this, like, complicated, windy way, and you can say it back to me in, like, three words, and I'm like, oh, perfect. That's <laughs> definitely you. Um, you make an excellent teacher and tweeter. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Mars and Gemini can make you argumentative and sometimes prone to flying off the handle about minor grievances. Potentially. I mean, I don't think that happens a lot, but I could see it happening sometimes. Um, this is a result of not vocalizing your needs or clarifying your feelings. Yes. Yes. It can be helpful to scribble those thoughts in a journal or engage in talk therapy. I say look at your Mars and look at 
just the house in general that it's in and what that house represents. Mm -hmm. Look at the sign and then read the description of the house yeah. wherever you'd like to. Um, and look at a bunch of different ones. We say this every time, All but time. like if the first yeah. one you read doesn't totally hit, go like Google a bunch more. Right. Um, I also thought it would be fun to tell you like based on your sign in Mars, what you should do for a workout. A workout? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> because exercise actually falls into right. the Mars that makes sign. Sense. Okay. So however you feel about exercise, that's up to you, but I'm just going to tell you. So Mars and Aries, they say, um, go harder, go, go home. So this is like exert, push yourself to the limit, kind of like boot camp, Iron Man races. Okay. This is neither of us. No, 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 sir. Um, so for me in Taurus, it's the solo sweater. This is me. That is you. So it's, um, they tend to prefer exercises that build strength over time. A great workout might be Pilates. They like to work out alone. This is true. I do my Apple fitness by myself and I do strength training and Pilates. Mm -hmm. hmm, look Nailed at that. It. Nailed it. Okay. This is hilarious. Gemini, <laughs> which is Jamie, <laughs> is the queen of mixing it up. Gemini is known for its fickle yet extraordinary mile a minute mind, which means that a Gemini Mars is prone to boredom and also loves variety. I, I would like to know all the people out here who have ADHD, what is your Mars in and is it Gemini? Right. Exactly. <laughs> it sounds so much like that. I know. So they may do well with class pass or something that allows them to try something new on a whim. Mm -hmm. um, and this says Gemini rules the lungs. And so Gemini Mars needs cardio in their routine. Ugh. You love cardio. I hate it. I know you don't. I'm joking. Um, that tracks though. Like I would do something. Till I was done with it. Yeah. Like yoga. Well, and then go do the next thing and then move on. You're not, you're not going to want to commit to a workout for a year no. or a week. Just the day. It's good. That's yeah. fine. It's yeah. right in your chart. Why yeah, fight it? Exactly. <laughs> Mars in, can in cancer is the class connoisseur. So mm -hmm. like taking classes, group classes yeah. is really good for them. Mars in Leo is the cardio lover. Mm -hmm. Um, these are the runners of the world yeah. who run long distances. I, if I'm running, something's chasing me. Agreed. <laughs> Mars and Virgo is the early AM riser. These mm -hmm. are the people who get up really early and work out like every day and they don't miss a What beat. sign is it? Virgo. Okay. Uh, Mars and Libra, the perfect accountability buddy. It means that you need an accountability buddy. Right. Yes. Um, Mars and Scorpio is the hit lover. So oh, just like high, high intensity. intensity. Yeah. yeah. I think people with a Scorpio sign need to like wear themselves out to yeah. do it for sure. Mars and Sagittarius Sagittarius is the adventure aficionado. So these are people who want to be like rock climbing and mm -hmm. hiking. Mm -hmm. uh, Capricorn is the team player. So playing like a team sport is great. Um, and then Mars and Aquarius is the social sweater. So you're also going to want to be in the group classes. Gotcha. It also says that um, Mars and Aquarius want both, physical and mental stimulation when they're exercising. Oh, okay. So you might maybe like learn a dance routine or something where you have to like think or like martial arts sequences. Oh yeah. Gotcha. And Mars and Pisces is the Zen seeker. So you're doing the yoga. Gotcha. Yeah. And this is all on well and good. Well and good.com. You can yeah. find all of this once you look up your sign. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to talk about Jupiter with you, Jay, okay. but I think we should take a quick break. Yep. 
recalibrate. Okay. And then jump in to the crazy sign that is Jupiter. Okay. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. goes great with podcast listening a great cup of coffee from a great coffee shop yep beans roasted in-house amazing baristas you know where i'm talking about restoration coffee can we go yes i need an americano and maybe a panini too Ooh, i need blueberry maple latte and probably a resto bowl yeah check them out and visit restoration-coffee.com This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Let's talk about what we're obsessed with this week. Okay. This week, I don't really know what it is, but I think it's interesting. <laughs> I just wanted to share with the class. Yeah. How you and I, and I think this is true for all people. Yep. How you and I can both like something, mm-hmm. but for completely different reasons. <laughs> Well, I think what's we're going to be talking about TV shows in a second. Yes. But what's funny about us is that in most areas of life, we have the same opinion about everything. Yes. And we see the world in the same way. Right. But then when you put us in like, hey, why don't you guys watch a reality TV show? Ugh. We tend to differ in how right. we feel. <laughs> yes. But I did find one reality TV show that I liked. And then loved. Yeah. And then obsessed upon. Well, we've talked about both loving alone. And I think we're the same on oh, our yeah. opinions See, on that. Oh, yeah. we may consider that enough. Like a, I know that is a reality show. We're yeah. talking about, like, a little bit trashier reality TV. Yeah. yeah. Well, my daughter and I got caught up in the, um, like, all the hullabaloo. <laughs> if you will. You just said it's so old when you said hullabaloo. <laughs> I know. Oh, That's how I feel when I'm watching it. Like, you're enough. Like a state of hullabaloo? Yes. <laughs> well, we get caught up in the whole, like, Scandaval thing on social media. We're like, there's not many things on social media that I'm like, I don't know what is happening here. Oh, okay. Like, I usually know. You usually like, are, like, the in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Like, things. Yeah. And or like, a quick Google search yeah, will exactly. lead you to it. Right yeah, yeah. generally about it. Right. I was like, Tom Sandoval, what the <laughs> hell is this? 
And so we started watching Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. And I fucking love it. This this always cracks me up about us because if you know us and you know our aesthetics and you know what we like, the if you're like, which one of you loves Vanderpump Rules and which one of you does not enjoy that? You would think I would like Vanderpump mm-hmm. Rules and you would hate it, but it's the other way around. Or like who loves like a Hallmark Christmas movie? It's you. It's me. You're the problem. It's you. Yeah. I hate them. So like, it's just so funny. Like you're the, you're the like, the like edgier, darker, cooler person. Like, like political fascists, like yeah. posting, you know what I mean? Yeah. And but then you're like, like putting Hallmark on your movie. Christmas pajamas and watching a Hallmark movie and like oh, enjoying it. <laughs> but don't let anyone tell you, you can only be one sided well, and you can't be complete. Like just like what you I'm like. Versatile. I'm more of a like Real Housewives kind of like trashy right. TV kind of thing. But Lisa Vanderpump is from The Housewives. Yes, and then she has her own show. Vanderpump. But the Lisa Vanderpump on The Housewives is very different than the one on Vanderpump Rules. She's a little different. Yeah, I love that's her. fine. They're playing characters. We know it's not real. We get it. Do we? I don't know. Oh well, I do. Jamie doesn't. <laughs> Some of it's real. Okay. So. <laughs> Some of it's real. This is the most chaotic, <laughs> obsessed episode we've ever done. But this is my point. Like, yeah. you like that show. I and do. I had a really, excuse me, I had a really hard time switching like over it. to Housewives because, yeah. And what was, we figured it out. Yeah. You watch it like it's a soap opera. Yeah, I'm watching, same as I would watch Days of Our Lives or something. Right. Like, I'm not thinking that this is exactly what's really happening and i'm watching it like it's a documentary yes and you're like, like this how is how dare a, you do this and say these things and act like this this is a representation of how humanity is is how you're watching it so it's a lot so more stressful for me you but you also get like we're both we both get invested but you get like yeah. a different kind of emotional invested where like you're holding a grudge against these people yes and i'm just like can you believe that yeah. bitch did that? Yeah, like, like the character arc is crazy this season. And I'm yeah. like, how could that person ever say that? Like, I t- like it's like serious. It's like your like your family did it to you, right? right. Instead of a stranger. Right. Yeah, but I also think it. I like to watch it because I like I love human interaction in a different way than you love human interaction. Yes. You want the hallmark human interaction. Where everything ends Happily up. Happily ever after. Yes. And that doesn't happen on Housewives. There's no, no happy I've ever after. So happy ever. No, no. So I like the like, ooh, that person triggered that person for what reason? Do we think that they have an issue with this? Like that's what my brain's yeah. doing the whole time. So I think the point of all this is just like, like what you like. Yes. It's okay. It's okay to watch Vanderpump and love it. I mean, what is happening on Vanderpump now? We're waiting for the next season. Now I've done that thing where you watch all of the seasons okay and catch up and then you're like waiting for the next season to come out i see okay i would just like to say that lisa vanderpump love you i'm sure you're listening to our podcast i love lisa if you are jamie would really like to meet you and ken yeah and also her daughter emma would like to come um if you guys could have her to like the restaurant maybe yeah we'll go out to yeah sir (laughs) okay sir yeah. I mean, I'll come, but I have some questions. <laughs> so like what you like. Yes. Figure out why you like it. Figure out why it's bothering you. Yes. And 
go from there. Yeah. No shame. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Jupiter. Okay. Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Mm-hmm. How you take risks and leaps of faith all tied into Jupiter. So if you are, if you listen to our episode on the hero's journey, mm-hmm. if you looked at your Jupiter, you're going to kind of understand a little bit more of what that journey is going to look like for yourself. That's a great okay? Um, optimism, like mm-hmm. how your, like your brand of optimism, really, yeah. because there's different kinds of optimism. Interesting. Um, I love this. Your brand of extra <laughs> in your Jupiter. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. Wait till we read it. That's what I was going to say. Jeez. <laughs> um, it's the planet of luck. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where this is in your chart is where you are lucky more naturally. So you don't like, it's just kind of yep. flows to you here a bit more than other areas. Okay. All right. <laughs> Abundance. So wealth. Now money is going to be in a bunch of different planets and places. Right. But the energy itself of abundance sits here in Jupiter okay. and your connection to it and your relation to it. Uh, philosophy and wisdom. Okay. So the way you philosophize the world is important. right here. It's very important. Your spiritual worldviews, including like your religious views, that's under that same category, should you have them. The kind of risks you're willing to take based on intuition rather than facts. Okay. So, pro tip, if you would like to manipulate someone, look at their Jupiter, and you're trying to get them to do the thing and, like, stop looking at the facts and just be stuck in logic and listen to their intuition, Mm -hmm. if you understand their Jupiter, you're going to have a much easier time coaxing them. Manipulate in our terms. Yes, not, like, because you're a narcissist and and you're shitty. Right, Right. like, get them to be where they want to go. We're all manipulating everything all the time. Constantly. Right. Yes. I'm sure I've said that in 80 episodes, but well, it's, it bears repeating. Right. It's one of those words that has like the wrong definition in our society. Yes. Okay. Jupiter is also your approach to learning. Okay. So if you have a child in school or you yourself are in school or learning something, look at their Jupiter. Okay. It's going to help a lot okay. because it's, it's not just how you learn. It's not how you take in stuff. It's none of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not like your Claire's, right. but it's your approach to learning. Okay. Like how do you see learning and taking in new information? Mm-hmm. Because most people have like real, real highs in that and real lows in that yep. like things they love and things they don't like things that motivate them and things that stall them out. So understanding that in your Jupiter, hugely helpful. Right. Okay. You ready for some fun facts? Yeah. Um, it, Jupiter stays in the same sign for about 12 months. Wow. It takes 12 years to go around the sun. Hmm. So you experience a Jupiter return mm-hmm. when you're 12, 24, 36, 48, 60, 72, 84, and 96. Wow. So if you pay attention to those years, right, that's when Jupiter is returning. And it's typically a like good luck abundance year for you. I love that. Yeah. So pay attention. Yeah. I'm, I, Past we both passed our year. That was really good. I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> I was too busy. But keep an eye out for that. Okay. Let's look at ours. Okay. But let me also talk about the houses here in general because I think that's very important. Again, if you're watching us on on YouTube, we aren't texting We're not each other. Either. We're on the sanctuary yeah. app. Please sponsor us sanctuary. Okay. <laughs> so for me. My Jupiter is in my fifth house, and the fifth house 
uh, represents self-expression, romance, and creativity. So if I want to call in abundance or expansion or growth, I am going to need to go into self-expression and creativity in order to do that. Right. You have to feel those ways. Do I have to? No, that's probably not the right way to say it. Right. Would I like to align with it and have it be a little bit more easier? Yeah, right. That's how you're going to do it. Yep. Now, for you, yours is in the ninth house. Mm -hmm. So that's your belief systems, higher learning, and travel. So basically, if you want to expand, grow, call in abundance, it's going to come down to like real staunch beliefs you have in fighting for them. That makes a lot of sense that for you. I would just, I'd just like yeah. to say. Okay. How do you think money is? I don't know what sign represents like needing the answer immediately, but that is you. Yeah. I, I hope that when we read your Jupiter, we see <laughs> that in here. Okay. So I'll, I'll read more about them, but I, okay. my Jupiter is in Sagittarius and yours is in Leo. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But let's look at the descriptions of the houses. So for me, Jupiter in the fifth house. It's um, individuals with Jupiter in the fifth house are passionate and fun, but need to develop restraint to avoid too much of a good thing. Huh. I would say this describes so? me while eating. Hmm. Gotcha. But I also think it makes sense in other ways. Like I do think I have a bit of an obsessive yep. personality. So like if, bring it in a little. Yeah. Like if you're like, hey, do you want to take some classes? It usually takes people a year. I'm like, oh, I already finished them in two days. Yeah, you just did that. Yeah. yeah, so I think true. that makes sense That's in that true. way. What do you got? Jupiter in the ninth house um, are lucky voyagers, mm -hmm. but may find themselves prevented from putting down roots. Ooh, it's actually really true in my life. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Okay, I want to read yours first for the Jupiter in Leo. Oh. This is also from Astro Style again, because okay. I liked their descriptions. Okay, Jupiter in Leo, bigger, bolder, Brighter, the spotlight loves you, darling, especially when it comes to upholding and defending your belief system. You have the double beliefs, though. You, it's also in that house. Yes. Okay. You live out loud. Oh, I also just want to say that I'm always telling Jamie that she's a spotlight person, even though sometimes she tries to, like, cast herself in the role of, like, the side. Supporter. The supporter. And I'm like, you were born in the spotlight, yeah, dear. I was. Okay. You live out loud with your ideals, shouting them from the rooftops in a dramatic fashion that could make you everyone's favorite guru or keynote speaker. Yes. Yes. Can you over-dramatize? Yeah, that's how you make the money. <laughs> Can you over-dramatize? Absolutely. You're kind of an excitement junkie. If you're going to stir the pot, make sure you have a constructive goal in mind. Mm. With your Jupiter in romance junkie Leo, maybe that's why you like Hallmark movies, you spare no expense or expanse when it comes to love and might rack up frequent flyer miles with Cupid as your co-pilot. <laughs> a long distance or cross-cultural relationship might be your jam. Not as of yet. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that you put a lot of, um, I don't know if work is the right word, but like energy into relationships of all yep. kinds. So I think that part of it tracks for sure. Yeah, I also do have a husband who leaves for... 24 to 48 hours at a time. I don't know how you manage that. Not exactly long distance, but, you know. It can feel that way. Two ships passing in the night. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm Jupiter and Sagittarius. So that is double rainbows. You were born with Jupiter in its domicile power position since this planner is the ruler of Sagittarius. 
Love knows no boundaries for you. With your global mindset, you thrive while traveling and mingling with people from different cultures. Mm -hmm. Endlessly curious and a student of life. Yes. You are drawn to philosophy, religion, or spirituality. Yes. <laughs> Can confirm. You're also a born entrepreneur with epic ideas and lofty visions, and you're willing to take some serious leaps. Yep. But learn to look first. Still haven't really learned that, but I'm working on it. Um, know the difference between a calculated risk and a gamble. Restless Jupiter can make a great visionary, but you may struggle in the role of producer or project manager. With your independent spirit, you may still try to do it all by yourself. Yes, it could take a few tough and expansive lessons before you learn the power of teamwork. I'm still working on it. Well, I mean, we're a team. Yeah. Well, I don't let many. I mean, I'll, I'll take a like a producer and an engineer though. Okay. For the podcast. <laughs> Please, can we call them in? Am I blocking it? Is that what you're trying to say? No. no. Ultimately, your positive energy and faith will shore you up. You're naturally lucky in one way or another. You always land on your feet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Um, I thought. It's interesting. It might. Again, that was astrology style. Um, oh. If you want to look at that. I thought it might be interesting to tell you some celebrities that have our same Jupiter signs. Oh, Okay. Would you like to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. So celebrities I share Sagittarius Jupiter with are Jared Leto. Can we think of him as like my so-called life Jared Jordan Leto? Jordan Catalano? Yes. Yeah, not like cult leader. Yeah. We should do an episode on him. We did. We talked about him in the cult episode. I know, but I'm thinking maybe a whole episode. <sighs> Such a bummer. Okay. Um, Henry Cavill. Oh, Chris Hemsworth, hmm. Adam Driver. That's a handsome man. I know. Jada Pinkett Smith. Nice. Adina Menzel. King Charles. Nice. Prince Andrew. Uh, Amy Poehler. Love. Okay. Are you ready for your fellow Leo? <laughs> I may yeah. have been in a spicy mood when I wrote these ones down for you. Okay. Joe Rogan. Uh-uh. <laughs> Robert De Niro. Tyrese. <laughs> Jamie Lynn Spears. What? <laughs> Chevy Chase. Oh. Chris Jenner. Busy Phillips. You love her. Too. Uh, Katie Holmes, survivor of Scientology. Yes. Good for her. Betty Davis, Elizabeth Taylor, Pamela Anderson, Bill Gates. Oh. Rudy Giuliani. No. And Sinead O'Connor. Oh, RIP. I did want to tell you that Lisa Vanderpump. Also has a Mars in Gemini, just like you. So you guys should be best friends. I love you, Lisa. <laughs> Wherever you are. So uh, I just want to, I just want to say again to the people: mm -hmm. look through this stuff. Like it's it's serious and it's fun and all of that. Like it's so helpful, but like don't feel like you have to know all of it all the time. No. People like tap no. out of astrology, and I don't blame them because it's so like expansive and like you think you know something and then there's like well what about this factor you haven't considered and i understand that but it is worth like looking at even if it's just like a reminder of your right. mars and like you find a good description that helps you like it is worth knowing that well because we're also sold that it's something like oh just know your sun sign like we said like it's a party trick but if you actually even just listening to these episodes like they're so layered and yeah. expansive yeah. and they're all like coordinating and tying into other parts of yourself. And if you get, I mean, I would suggest getting a real astrological reading 
Yes, they're a real like the astrologists. Thing. Pay them, not just a website. No, 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 find no, a real no. One. Yeah, yeah. Pay one. Like you can do it on Sanctuary. Yes. Yeah. Um, like the way they connect everything that's happening yeah. on your chart is like it'll blow your mind. Like right, and that's why people are like, oh, this is it's too much. But there's so much information, and if you can understand how it's all like interconnected and working together, mm -hmm. it's a game changer. And you know, it's a good point that like it's all connected to, and like that you should have an astrologer help you out mm -hmm. because I know I had an astrology reading from an astrologer mm -hmm. I don't know, ten years ago or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, there would be parts of my chart that I didn't quite understand. But when they were like had that zoned out view of it, where right. they're like, well. This applies, but think of it in this sense, because this sign is in this, like, right. if you have someone who can do that for you, yep. it's not just like, oh yeah, I relate to that. It's like someone wrote a manual on me, About me. Right, that exactly. like, I could refer to when I break down or run out of gas or whatever the problem Right. Is. Well, that's why billionaires have astrologers. Yes. And don't believe people if they say they don't, because they do. Oh no, they do. All the major companies employ astrologers. Yeah, and like the monarchy has them. Yes. How? How much does that grind your gears? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. It's crazy. It the, the hypocrisy. Yes. Is, is, is incredible. It really is. Um, but that's what they say is the difference between a millionaire and a billionaire is an astrologer. Was it JP Morgan who yeah. said that actually? He said an astrologer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, I think this is right. I didn't check this story beforehand mm -hmm. in my research because I didn't know I was going to say it. But I believe it was J.P. Morgan that had a ticket on the Titanic. And he didn't get on it. And he didn't get on it because yes. an astrologer said something about Neptune's placement. Exactly. I don't know if I have that exactly right, but it's like it's something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. So astrology, everybody. It's really important. It's great to know your natal chart above all else because mm -hmm. even if you're looking at like what's the planets doing today, mm -hmm. if you understand where you are, like what house and what planet you are for that, like right. yourself, it'll help you understand how it connects to what's going on right now. Right. And like you always say, if you know that information about your children or your partner, yeah, even better, even yeah. more information. And if you feel like that's overwhelming, you can go on a site like Cafe Astrology and you can, for free, put in, you just need to know the location, the date and time of birth. Time is a time. time. Yeah. Time is important. Um, and you, if you don't know that, Jamie didn't, she got a copy of her birth certificate and then found it out. So you can do that. Yep. Um, put that in and then you can print it out. Because yep. if you're going to try to memorize it, you're not going to. And just by looking at the sign, it's not going to, it's not enough. Or you could copy it and paste it into your notes app on your phone. That sounds specific. Is that what you did? <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> so like I have my kids birth chart, so I can be like, oh. Yes. So just having it somewhere, or even if you just, maybe you don't keep good track of things, just look right. it up again. Yeah, exactly. But like knowing that is going to help you and having it at the ready so when an issue does come up because issues come up all the time uh -huh. you can you can take a look at exactly. it you can reference it so i think it's fun if you guys want us to continue to do astrology episodes let us know we love it yeah we've yeah. hit the main we've hit the main ones the main ones yeah we'll keep going if you want yeah let us know what you're curious about mm -hmm. and we'll talk about it but i don't know i think i think we need coffee Definitely. and we can um discuss some strategies on how to get lisa vanderpump Maybe that could be your opening line when you talk to her. Be like, hey, do you know we both have uh, our Mars in Gemini? She'd be like, get out of my restaurant. Yeah. <laughs>
If you love this episode or if you love the IGG, can you do us a favor? We need you to go onto whatever platform you listen on and download, subscribe, like, love, whatever it's asking you to do. Can you go do those things for us on the platforms that you listen on? It would mean so much to us. Thanks for listening to our episode. For a way to get in touch with us, please visit our website, intuitivegirlsguide.com. We love hearing your feedback on our episodes.